Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweat pay connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep in how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, they don't hold back. There might be swearing. There's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. Andrea, welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I've been very excited to have you on because now life has had us cross paths a couple of times. We met at a party. I immediately was like, oh my gosh, this is the girl from Barbette. And then we got to link up in a really cool way this month. But before we dive into that, why don't you tell us all about Barbette and how it came to be? Yeah. So uh, Barbette, I started with my sister, um, Katie, and Katie has epilepsy and she had a particularly bad seizure March of 2020. And through that experience, she cut out a few things. Drinking alcohol was one of them. Um, and that became the catalyst of Barbette because through the summer and the very limited social settings COVID allowed for, she found herself holding a pop or a soda that we say you'd have at the kids table and then was constantly bombarded with that question of why aren't you drinking? And she obviously at the time, very personal experience she was going through. And so she kept sharing that with me um, over and over again to the point where we just started looking around and seeing what was out there. And there was nothing necessarily on the market that we found that was tailored towards like the modern human and that was elevated in product, brand and flavor. And so we were were first time entrepreneurs, first time in the beverage space, and we very naively thought how hard could it be to make a sparkling water. Um, but we set out on a journey to, to do those three things. And so we came up with Barbette. Um, we worked with a lot of lovely people along, along the way that have really helped kind of craft and create this with us. Uh, but for us, the elevated kind of product brand and flavors is with our flavor profile, we wanted to bring together ingredients that you're familiar with, but put them together in like in a new melody or create like a new fit flavor profile that feels familiar or nostalgic, but it is something new and modern. And then when it came to the can, we um, we wanted it to be elevated in that we wanted it to not be immediately recognized as a sparkling water. We wanted it to act as a buffer between the person drinking it and that question of why aren't you drinking? And then on the values, um, we all of our cans give back. So all of our cans give back to a local grassroots organization here in Toronto. So we work with three, uh, Save Our Scruff, which is dog rescue and advocacy, uh, um, Good to be Good, which is women empowerment and gender equity, and then uh, Greener Future, which is the removal of plastic from lakes and oceans. Okay, that's wild. Like you and I are chatting. It's January 2023. <laughs> Your sister mm -hmm. unfortunately suffered from that bad seizure March of 2020 it hasn't wow. even been three full calendar years and as first-time entrepreneurs you kind of somehow managed to fucking do it Andrea 
Thanks. I mean, I'm not sure I would agree every single day. Last week, I had one of those like low entrepreneur weeks. But no, honestly, we're so grateful for the people who have helped us because we met and have been introduced to and talked to so many people that have been extremely generous with their time. And without them, they we, we wouldn't obviously be where we are. Um, I also think that there's something really nice about us being naive to the entire space. A, we didn't know what we were getting into, but B, we've not necessarily followed the traditional path that I think beverages would go after. And we're, I'm not saying throwing around words unique or that we're like wildly different, but we didn't start with large grocer. We actually started more in community hubs and that's how we built Barbet. So I, I think it's played into both sides of it, but yeah, no, it's been crazy that it's been that short of time. Um, I'd say that Ontario and, and Canada definitely was looking for something um, that they didn't know that they were looking for. And so we're just happy that we were able to do it and that so many people like it. I mean, now when your sister Katie is out and about and she wants to have you know, a water beverage, does she feel more confident and able to just, you know, have the experience she wants to have with less of those probing questions? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that there's a natural tendency for humans to be very curious and to want to categorize people. Um, drinking is is one of those things that people feel the need to categorize within. And so, yes, the questions are still out there. We actually, as an ethos of Behind Barbet, we want to get rid of that question of why aren't you drinking and really shift it to a conversation around what are you drinking? So focusing on what's in a person's can or cup, not what is not. So yes, now there is something for her to reach for. Um, I also should plug that there is an amazing array of non-alc or zero-proof beverages that are now on the market. Like even from two years ago when we were start, or three years ago when we were starting to talk about this, like the landscape is totally different. And so it's been really cool to see the space grow and then us kind of try and figure out how we fit within that. Um, I will also say like with Barbette, like it is a versatile product. Uh, one of our pieces around the brand is this idea of drink freely, which dovetails into how we've been working with each other this this month, which I'm sure we'll get into that event. But drink freely to us really is that idea of showing up or making decisions for yourself. So it's not about going 100% dry or 100%, I guess, damp is not 100% of anything, but you know what I mean. Um, it's really about making small decisions that make sense for you. So Barbette is an amazing sparkling water. It's a great uh, zero proof drink, but it's also an awesome mixer. And whether you're mixing with alcohol on a damp night or you're uh, mixing it with a zero proof spirit on a dry night. So just more about empowering choices. And I think that that is what we were looking for when we were looking for this product because um while katie didn't drink for a long period of time she does occasionally drink now and so that having that product that can fit kind of both ends of her life is really helpful and obviously i've been on this journey now with her and and barbette for a while and so even myself i feel like my relationship and how i drink or don't drink alcohol is changed over the the course of the last three years yeah, that's actually what I was going to say next is like this friends, this podcast is not demonizing alcohol in yeah. any way or form. No. I think the cool thing with what you're doing with Barbette is you're just giving people a more empowered choice. So if you do want to have a liquor in there, awesome. I've yeah. had, remind me the name of the orange can. Wildcard. 
Hey, wild card's my favorite. If I'm drinking that night, love to mix it with tequila. But I've also, very I'm not someone who drinks very heavily. And sometimes I love to go balls to the wall and have a, an amazing night. And sometimes alcohol is a part of that story. And a lot of the times I choose not to drink. And it's so nice to be able to have more choices and ones that feel good, look good, taste good, all the things. So we are not here to demonize alcohol. It's really just like you said about yeah. drinking freely. So if you want to have a dry night, go for it. If you want to like throw it a little liquor, go for it. But at least now there's another choice on the market. And while you may not say you guys are unique or different from my perspective, it definitely feels unique. It definitely feels um, different. And I, what I love about your brand is there's such a big focus on community and also inclusion. And you can see that as soon as you go to events that Barba is affiliated to and you hop on to social media. I mean, why is both inclusion and also community so important to the brand? Yeah, I think we... Sparkling water has been around for forever. Um, I think the full favorite approach we've taken is slightly different, but at the end of the day, sparkling water, we see as a companion to what you're doing on your day. So it's like your plus one. It goes with you wherever you want it to, whether that's alone at home or out being social. But community was always in the fabric. And I don't know if it's how Katie and I were were raised. So we were technically stepsisters, but we have been stepsisters for like 22 years. So we dropped the step a long time ago. We have an amazingly big blended family. I have tons of cousins. And so we always had this like kind of idea that there was always an extra seat at the table and have always been immersed in like gatherings. So I feel like it's in the fabric of who Katie and I are as, as humans individually, but outside Outside of that, I Barbette was born in some years where we weren't getting together and the physical nature of bringing people together in experiences that aren't centered around even one thing, I think was really important to us. And I mean, the technical side of it obviously is a beverage product. We need people to try it. It is different. It is full flavored. And I don't think people really understand what we mean by that until you try it. So our events are not only a great opportunity to bring people together around some common interests, but also to obviously try the product um, and experience it in a place that you would normally reach for it. I'm into it. I'm into it. It's still wild to me that you guys are first time entrepreneurs. Like what was life like before <laughs> this? Just, you know, small casual hobby venture you picked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't even remember. I, <laughs> I, I was in cannabis before this loyalty marketing before that. I, um, yeah, I honestly don't, don't remember what life was like before working on sparkling water, <laughs> to be honest. That's like um, in a relationship like for a minute if you were like how long you've been together and they're like well it depends on the day it either feels yeah. like forever like <laughs> or it feels like yeah. the first day and we're just happy to be here yes yeah just romanticize the whole experience but you did it you somehow did it I mean were you fearful as you stepped into this new entrepreneurial phase of your life in an industry that has already a lot of product yeah, uh, super competitive space. I mean, we get the question all the time, why sparkling water? Um, but I think for us, it wasn't that we woke up one day and we said, we want to be entrepreneurs or we want to start a business and let's take stock of the market and see what opportunities are out there. Like it really did come out of a real need uh, that Katie kind of was feeling at the time. And then 
I therefore kind of like adopted through her experiences fearful yes like I think every single day I think that the like adage of there's a roller coaster with entrepreneurship is completely true last week I was feeling like I'm not sure why anyone thinks I can do this I don't think I can do this today I was feeling super empowered and like I've got this I think that fear is a good thing I think that it 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 helps guide you in a way it it helps it helps guide your decisions it helps with like your gut I also feel like a healthy dose of it also makes you think about decisions a little bit differently and so yeah I, I definitely fearful going through it but also so excited and um just like, I guess, happy by the challenges in which that we experience on a day-to-day basis. And again, I think back to that idea of community, not only community around the can, but community around the behind the scenes of Barbette in that we have an amazing group of people that we can reach out to and people within the beverage space and the CPG and snack space. Like there's just a really lovely group of people that are supportive and are helping anyone kind of across all, all different categories of snacks. I think what's cool about what you just shared is that like, you're not afraid to share that there is amazing highs and then there's really painful lows. And sometimes they can flip within the same week. I'm sure sometimes even within the same day. And I think that's so important to talk about because a lot of this community are people who either have a nine to five and a side hustle or are turning their side hustle into Mm -hmm. their or are full-blown entrepreneurs. And I think sometimes, especially on social media, we just see, you know, the yeah. reel. and even though we know that, sometimes we look at people online and we're like, damn, they've got it all figured out. All yeah. the time. So I'm wondering for you, when you are having a rough day, a rough week, a rough chapter, how do you get yourself out of that so you can get back to that empowered space? Like, what are some of the tools um, that you sometimes dabble in when you're feeling mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that my go to I have a dog, I have a rescue dog. Um, She's from the Dominican. She's adorable. She's from Save Our Scruff, which is one of our charity partners. Um, Honestly, as simple as it sounds walking her, uh, she, she keeps me walking a few times a day, which is always good. And then like, we kind of touched on this when we when we met in person, but I feel like I lost myself in the process last year. And I think that that's super easy to do, especially in the early days. And I am by no stretch am thinking that the road ahead is like paved with gold and ease. But I think that like you immerse yourself in this, you try to understand everything. It becomes super overwhelming because you want to do everything all at once. And so I think like taking a step back and and again, like not looking at the highlight reel, but but reminding yourself that it is just a highlight reel and it's someone else's like moment in time perspective is super helpful um, for me. And then on the days where I feel super overwhelmed, it's definitely turning to exercise or um, I don't go a hundred percent often, but like things like Othership, which we can talk about our event, which I was so happy that we did, but Othership and breathwork and stuff like that. And I I don't necessarily engage in breathwork on a day-to-day basis, but definitely the workouts and some sort of physical activity and taking yourself, like your head and your physical body out of the space that you're constantly working within. That is what works for me. And then, you know what? Some days it's about watching a trashy TV show. (laughs) 
Oh, I love trashy TV. I am like, you know what? (laughs) Don't need to think. I'm also like a really big rewatcher of things because I know what's going to happen, which I think there's like some probably anxiety markers in there, but I- There's some some great research that shows that for those of us, like I I struggle with anxiety and I often will go and rewatch friends or the office so you know I have like my go-to's and it's because we know what's going to happen so while we're still experiencing something there's less of that fear of the unknown of the uncertainty it feels very safe Mm -hmm. feels very secure and that's Mm -hmm. totally cool like if that's one of the coping mechanisms that's amazing and it's so interesting because I asked you what kind of tools were in your toolbox and while they are simple they're so effective and I think it's a great reminder for all of us when we're feeling low we're feeling stressed we're feeling overwhelmed feeling unsure sometimes going back to basics is exactly what our bodies and what our minds need and if it's as simple as going for a walk with your dog that's actually a really complex like series of decisions that you've had to make you had to put your shoes on get the dog make the decision to bundle up if it's middle of winter in Canada go outside carve out time and then hopefully the ripple effects of that walk are you're thirsty some of you drink water your appetite's gone maybe you're empowered to make a healthier choice and, you know, fuel yourself with foods that make you feel good. And I think sometimes we really like overcomplicate how to feel better when sometimes, granted there are exceptions, sometimes the simple things are very effective. Yeah. Or like getting the vitamin D on the days that Toronto allows us to. I know. Like today, But today it's sunny and I like walked home so quick to, to make sure to do this from home so I wouldn't be distracted at work. And I was like, what is this warm <laughs> feel on my face? Whoa. What is this? It's like a hug on my skin. I was oh confused. It's glory. I mean, it has been gray, gray here, but like back to basics, just a touch of sunshine is I'm sure everyone across Toronto is feeling a little bit bit lighter today just because of that but yeah no it, it, it honestly for me it is the simple things and I think that you you can get caught up in the, your own little vortex and your patterns and and even just like eating healthy or more vegetables or like again more water like those simple things for me I, I don't live I guess in like or I try not to live in like the drastics of things like for me it is small changes that help me get back on track so like whether it's going and scheduling my Pilates and workout classes in or it's making sure that my dog gets walked or having a water bottle beside my desk all day like those are the little things that make me feel better and help me cope because coping there will be for sure especially I can't even imagine how wild your days must get um it's interesting because you launched this whatever three years ago and you were saying how even only three years ago there weren't as many options as far as um zero proof beverages you know like mm-hmm. now a lot of non-alcoholic wines and seedlip is a great example they have a zero percent yeah. but it's wild to see how much the industry has changed in the last three years and of course if the industry has changed that means customers you know yeah and choices have changed. And even in my own circle of friends, I am surrounded by a lot more individuals that are choosing to drink alcohol more in moderation. Some are cutting it out entirely. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, we're recording this in January. So a lot of people are doing dry January. And it's so interesting to see this shift where it used to be, at least in the people I surrounded myself with, it was like, 
let's go get drunk this weekend. Yeah. We're going to go out for dinner. We're going to have all the wine. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a boozy brunch. We're going to like yeah. do all these things that are very much centered around consuming alcohol. Yes. You feel like it's changing. And oh, yeah. also notice that like Ben and I, my partner, we've actually had to, you know, we stop hanging out with certain people now because when we do, there's always too much consumption. And again, whatever floats your boat, but that is not the kind of lifestyle we <laughs> want to do anymore. And so we've had to kind of like cut people out of our lives or stop doing things with them because it was so booze focused. So I really loved when you reached out and wanted to talk about a bunch of activities that people could do for dry Jan. And I want to celebrate that because there are yes. things you can do that are not solely focused around the consumption of alcohol. A hundred percent. And it's, yeah, like as you re-brought up and how I said, like the last two years have been leaps and bounds, even I feel like from where we were when we we started this product and, or started this journey even, um, like even talking to bar managers and people that are like embedded in what you would think is an alcohol dominated space, like the conversation is changing and like you can see the tides are shifting. Um, one of the pillars that we kind of live by is that we want to put alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks on a level playing field. Wow. And so at our events, when we are obviously participating and, and creating spaces right now that aren't alcohol dominated, but outside of January and February, when we do events and, and we are using Barbette as a mix with some our alcohol partners, the alcohol and zero proof menus are the same size and they're given the same prominence and they're given the same amount of thought and care so that people can decide and choose. And you're right, like certain people are making different decisions and it's all depends on your individual experience and experience and what you think that you can do. But I think just having those choices allows people to not feel pressured to make a decision that doesn't feel natural to them. And it's, I think that the shift has now become that alcohol isn't necessarily the given, it's more the choice. So even with my girlfriends, and again, maybe it's our, it's an age thing, but I'm not saying I'm old, but it, there is a, a graduation of age where we're not necessarily like going out to, to bars anymore, but even random nights for dinner, you're not necessarily always ordering wine. Like you are ordering plug barbette or some other zero proof drink, um, which is really cool. And yeah, these events that we've been doing and, and the one that we got to do it at Othership has been really cool just in terms of allowing people to experience kind of what else is out there across Toronto because there there is so many amazing things that Toronto has to offer that isn't centered in alcohol drinking. And again, podcast is not about trying to sway anyone's decision one way or another. I think it's whatever works for you, but showing and providing choice is really what it comes down to yeah like when I simmer down on on my drinking and I still occasionally love to throw down like I mentioned I remember some people in my life were like you're kind of boring now like what do you like like come on (laughs) drink like why are you being so boring and I'm like oh my gosh I feel horrible (laughs) group fun down yeah it's a good reminder that like okay well maybe I need to show up to the table with some like awesome activities and this month like you got to organize so many and I wanted to like hear what some of those were like you worked with people in the city came up with awesome activities to remind people that there's actually a lot of cool stuff we can do and friends if you're not from Toronto don't worry I'm sure (laughs) your town your city has lots of activities too but like I want to go through them just to like inspire people to think 
about honestly it's like almost like being a kid again and being like okay what are the fun activities we can do to get out of the house and do something as a as a crew or as a date or as a group of friends Mm. Yeah, activities is like the best way to describe it, because I think that having an activity means that you're not necessarily having those awkward chit chat moments, you can socialize around something that is a group discussion. And so we we partnered with a bunch of different um, like minded brands across Toronto, healthy is hot being one of them. And we, we, we had an event series. So we created a collection of events. We had about 17 or we will have a 17 um, by the end of February that we will have completed. And it has been really cool to see the response to these events. Um, about 85% of our events at this point are sold out with a wait list. Wow. And then the ones that are remaining, um, I, like I have, I will sell out. Um, and I, And when I say sell out, I shouldn't, or I should clarify that it doesn't mean that they were all cost money. A lot of them actually were for free, but some did have a ticketed price attached to it. But we had events all over the spectrum. We had pasta making classes. We did a roller skating night with Suso Skate. They're doing a pop-up in Thornhill, which is super cool. If, If you haven't tried it out, it's amazing. And we are doing clothing swaps with a vintage store called um, Good Juice Box Vintage in the in the East End. And we're doing um, hot and cold experiences with other ship. And of course, Healthy is Hot, which was amazing last week. We have another one this weekend. Um, and honestly, it's just, we have a zero proof mixology class that we're doing. That one also has been really cool and is happening on Friday. And it's more so about showing the love and the care that goes into some of these zero proof drinks just as much as a cocktail. Uh, But yeah, the response has been incredible. And I think that people are looking for stuff to do. And sometimes it's just about looking outside of your routine and looking to what else is out there, not just what your norm is on a day to day or weekend to weekend basis. I mean, I still feel like sometimes I'm living in a like not to bring up pandemic words, but like a pandemic world where I still kind of forget that you can make plans on the weekend. And maybe that's just my new personality, but like it used to be like you'd have dinner plans or you'd have like going out plans. And now I'm like, oh, Friday, great. Sades, you want to go for a walk? So it's just, yeah, it's a shifting dynamic, but it's been really cool personally to experience a lot of these events as well. Yeah, like you've basically become the social butterfly. Yeah. Throughout this series of events, like how are you you feeling about all this energy output? Yeah, I mean, I feel good about it because like we we get DMs and like even after our other ship and I shared this with you already, but we'll share with everyone else. But after our other ship event, we um, we got DMs and we got emails just thanking us for putting this event series out because people were excited that they had a safe space to try new things with a community that they kind of trusted. So that makes it all worth while but I, I honestly yes I would say that my like social that's probably why on Fridays I'm like I don't need to do anything because I've already been doing things all but I I think I'm like an extroverted introvert like I I can pull from both yeah <laughs> I can pull from both energy sources but I definitely need my alone time at the end of the day or like the end of the week this is such a massive undertaking that you are just pulling off successfully what has been the thing that surprised you the most from leading a month-long 
um, of activities for people to experience while also collaborating with other brands? Like what's been the biggest takeaway so far? Ooh, good question. I mean, I might repeat myself here, but I think it is just the fact of how well they've done. Um, this is our first time doing this. We've done events in the past, but putting this many events in this short period of time, I wasn't sure. And uh, all of the brands that we worked with were really eager to participate. Um, some were just using experiences that they had already created and using this as a platform to showcase them. Some like with Good Juice Box Vintage, we were making um, like a new experience, which was the clothing swap. And I just, I think it, it, it's truly just been that the fact that the response to them and the fact that they've sold out and that has been the coolest piece. And also that there's not really a type case. Like we're not saying we're only doing fitness events or we're only doing like breathwork meditation and wellness space events or like we're doing sustainable events. Like we have a spectrum, like we have digital and physical film screenings, again, pasta making, breath work, cold, hot and cold experiences. Like there is a gauntlet of things to do. And I think that has also been cool, just the diversity of the events. Hey, when you say like pasta making, like are you making <laughs> pasta? Because I'm a little bit bummed I didn't go to that one. On a scale of one to 10, how hard is it? Okay, so I did not go because we let our, our group go, but uh, we did it with Pasta Forever on Dundas, and the team there is incredible. If you have not gone to have their pasta, you need to. They do, like, daily specials. You can also go in and buy fresh pasta and take it home and make it yourself, which is always, like, a really nice event or activity to do during the week. Um, but, yeah, they did um, – I think they did a ravioli-making one. We do have another one coming up in February. Um, and then she also does private bookings in the space for, like, small groups of friends for anywhere from six to eight people. But I have made pasta with my sister, so I'll pull from that experience. And – she did most of the work. So again, <laughs> I'm not sure how hard it is. I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest cook in the world. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of like, I'll do the dishes and I'll eat. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Um, but the cooking is not, not my forte. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, like a good music on doing the dishes. I'm, I can get down behind that. The, the, the cooking part, I usually look for more direction. As you look ahead at the rest of this year, I mean, what are your hopes and dreams for the brand? Um, great question again. I think without sounding dramatic, like to still be around, I, a lot of beverage brands don't make it past one year. So the fact that we've made it past one year by a month, but we've made it past, um, is incredible. And I think that we just, we hope to expand it. Uh, we started with cafes and bodegas and restaurants and family run kind of mom and pop shops. And we want to graduate into like kind of that next echelon and, and talk to some larger grocers and bring it to more people, um, both like locally here in Ontario, and then maybe look at some other areas in Canada. Uh, but yeah, just like really just keep growing how we have remain authentic to like the core values of why we created Barbette and um, kind of keep our path as straight as we can. Oh my God, you're going to do it. Of course you're going to do it. And I say this because I'm such a genuine fan of like the flavors and of the brand. I feel like the older I get, the more picky I am with what I spend my money on. 
also like there's a massive recession happening but like if i decide to to support a brand like it's nice to know that you really believe in the brand's values um i feel that way about the beauty products i feel that way about the fashion i buy i feel that way about the beverages i buy mm-hmm. and i think i think barbette is going to succeed for so many reasons but i think the more Thank people you about you guys and your story it's kind of hard not to get down with it and the last thing I want to talk about because um this is really like a love letter to Barbette but I want to talk about the flavors <laughs> because honestly hey. the sparkling water just sucks balls like it sucks like it's just it feels weird it has a weird metallic mm-hmm. taste it's full of sweeteners and it drives me nuts because you you get it you're excited to have it you wait for it to get chilled you crack it open and it just doesn't land um and the flavors that you guys have done is just amazing and so I just want to like I don't know you can just tell me about your favorite one if you want um so I have a very cop-out answer I feel like because we created them I can't pick between (laughs) them but uh, yeah they're like my babies or my my puppies whatever whatever floats your boat but we we do the three flavors so we have um love bite which is pink grapefruit ginger and juniper and that one I love at like 3 p.m. actually instead of even though I know I'm having a coffee now instead of a second coffee because it does have a really nice ginger kick to it um our other one is lightwave which is cucumber pineapple and lavender that is our easiest drinking I would drink that kind of at any point of the day and then the last one is that wild card which is the blood orange calamansi and jalapeno and like you said if I was drinking I would usually use that one as as my mix but yeah, no, full flavored. Uh, we wanted them to be different. We wanted them to stand out. Also, fun fact, they all pour out into a color because we wanted the out-of-can experience to be just as good as the in-can. So if you are pouring, pouring it into a glass, it it isn't clear because just like the food industry, you you yeah. eat with your eyes or drink with your eyes, I guess I should say. And so there's there's aromatics to the drinks um, and then the flavor delivers on the the strength of the aromatics and then um, the color just helps to kind of round it all out. You're like a, a wild scientist, like <laughs> your laboratory and all your potions and lotions Literally. all together. Yeah, yeah, that was us with a soda stream at one point. <laughs> but like, fun fact, Perrier actually has, I think it's 144 page, but it's 144-ish page document on how to taste and consume sparkling water. It's like their sommelier version of a sommelier. It is really interesting. Yeah, don't quote me on that. I could be exaggerating, <laughs> but I think it's in and around there. It's a high number. They take Dude, that they take it seriously. Even if it was 14, like, <laughs> even if it was a tenth of that, that is still a big document on how to consume sparkling water. Mm-hmm. This is serious mm-hmm. stuff. This is why we keep, we keep yeah. on sparkling water. Um, and lastly, because this is the Healthiest Top podcast, I mean, how important is it for you to show up for yourself with regards to your health so that you can be the best entrepreneur? And I, this is not to say that you have got it all figured out because I'm sure yeah. it's a journey, but yeah. how important is it for you to, to make attempts to make it a priority uh very important um I definitely do not have it all figured out from a business side from a personal life side like all of it mashes together but I think on the days where I've not properly taken care of myself I feel it and I can't focus and I can't do the my best effort at trying to run 
far bet. But um, I, I think it is extremely important. And so whether it's like the simple thing of walking my dog or something more intense, like a workout, um, making sure I do those like keeps me going and sane. Because without it, I just I know that I would crumble a little bit across both of those things. And they would both end up suffering both on a personal and a business side. Oh, and I forgot I wanted to ask, where does the name Barbette come from? Ooh, good question. So no sexy PR answer. Like we oh. don't, we don't have like a great uncle or grandfather that was a sparkling water sommelier named Barbette. But we worked with an amazing branding team here um, from Toronto called Design of Brand. And we, they gave us a list of about 20 names. Katie and I said, we're not going to talk about it. And then we both came back and said that we love the name Barbette. It just felt right. You know what? It doesn't need to be a sexy answer. It just <laughs> needs to be an answer that feels good. And obviously, yeah. you guys trusted your intuition, trusted your instincts, landed on a wicked name. And now here you are, which is so rad. Um, Andrea, you're the best. I look forward to many more collaborations in the future. Um, genuinely a big fan, guys. This is not an ad. This is just a genuine <laughs> love affair between a girl and her sparkling water beverage choices so thank you so much for your time thank you so much well 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat yeah same here i can't believe i'm saying this but just like that another episode of the healthy is hot podcast in the books once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild, and look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.